From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 314. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Harry's and Mac Weldon. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I think we need to. We got an action packed show today, so I think we need to just jump right in and play our favorite game. Okay. We need a. Do we need like an audio bumper for this or anything? No. We definitely don't need that because that feels like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it feels like a lot more time than I currently have to spend. Uh, but maybe you could just do one. Why don't you do a little jingle for us right now? Okay, that's where you went. That's fine. Wait. Well, I mean, this is the circus, so that like that's like a circus clown thing. I yeah. mean, we're we're pretty much clowns. All right. So the game that we're gonna play is there was a new field notes release. So everybody's gonna, favorite game everybody's favorite game back again for a new edition and this is the game in which we try to guess for each other if we like the edition uh i should record this but i have no idea who went first last time but i'm just gonna go first okay so we have the three missions edition um which includes three notebooks that have uh, pictures on the front so they're like the the picture based notebooks and they are of three different uh, space program things. So you've got the Mercury, the Gemini, and Apollo programs. Mm. So it's like images from each of those. Um, it also comes with tiny little cutout capsules that you can build out of paper. So little scale models that you can build of the capsules of each uh, of each space program mission, I guess, shuttle mission. Mission, uh, yes. Yeah, the, the paper is its grid. Uh, it is with uh, extremely light, permanent gray ink as the grid, but it's on Finch opaque white graph paper. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of the details, I guess, that you need to know. If you're a subscriber, you get a sticker. Uh, I'm going to say straight out, like, there is no question about this, that you love this one, but you are reserving judgment on the printing of the grid. So do I reply or do I pick you now? Should I should I say what I want? What I what I think? Yeah, say say if I was right. You were mostly right in okay. that I don't have to reserve judgment for anything. Okay. Um is the only place where you were wrong. This is what Field Notes does best. This is a 10 out of 10 Field Notes edition, not necessarily for me personally, right, but for Field Notes as a brand, mm-hmm. as a company, as a manufacturer, as a storyteller, this is a 10 out of 10 field notes ranking right this is what they do best they they're an american company they focus on american storytelling in a lot of their manufacturing and most of their manufacturing and they've always been fans of space and exploration this has been an issue that has been requested for as long as field notes has been in, in existence and they absolutely nailed it like the using the the full bleed photos on the front for this type of issue is wonderful like it's not everybody's style like it goes away this is not your traditional cover but they've done this enough times now to where it's become kind of a field notes thing it looks the part right it fits everything that you your expectations and then they went above and beyond with the extras. Like, yeah. this is not normal. <laughs> no. You know, in any way, shape, or form, this is not normal. And that's a positive, right? It's hugely positive. I, you know, 
on me on a personal level, I mean, I love them too. You know, whether I'm going to use them by extra ones, who knows? But just as the Field Notes brand and the Field Notes story, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. You want to give your guess for me? I mean, I think this is on lock, no brainer, right up there, probably still behind. Um, what was the one? Uh, pitch Black? Not Pitch, is it no, pitch Black? Night the one Sky. that you like? Night Sky, Night Sky, but it might be number two for you overall. Am I am I, am I close? I want to get it in my hands. Um, I would say that I think this one. I don't think this one's going to beat Coastal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I adore Coastal because it's mm-hmm. basically like Pitch Black Two, Electric Boogaloo, right? It's right, everything. Right. That, sorry, Night Sky, I should say. It's everything I loved about Night Sky. Like, again, reticle grid, foil stamping, like the whole bag. I absolutely love Three Missions. But again, mm-hmm. there is an element of this is a very America-focused yep. pack. Um, and I obviously, I love that, but I have a slightly different feel about it. And also, mm-hmm. you know, all of these space things were happening kind of before my time as well, right? right? And right. also, you know, even though th- these were happening in the 60s and 70s, like, my my kind of young life wasn't really full of space so much, you know, like a lot of it started mm-hmm. to go away by then. But I will say, I absolutely love the look of this edition. Um, I cannot wait to, to get my hands on it. I'm really interested to see what the paper looks like because they've colored it a little bit, right? And I, I like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm really, really intrigued to see the extras. I think that they have gone, as you said, like above and beyond what they needed to do from from that. Like you could have just made those extras available to subscribers, but they've mm-hmm. made those available to everyone. And there's a sticker for subscribers, which is a, a let's go back to the moon sticker, which I really enjoy um, mm-hmm. because I think we should, as humans, mm-hmm. go back to the moon. I, I, I do right. believe in that. I think that's a cool thing. And I can't believe that even with all these extras that they're doing, so it's three little scale models like you can pop out, still twelve ninety five. <laughs> But, Brad, I don't know if you know this, but this is the largest edition size of all time. Oh, I was going to look at the number. What is it? Do you want to take a guess at how many? And I'll say okay. the, the previous uh, was something like 40,000, which was... Uh, 40,000 three-packs? F- that Shenandoah was 40,000 three-packs. It was the largest before three Okay, missions. so I was... Before you told me that, I was going to say 125,000 books, which is a little over 40,000 three packs. So I'll say it must be larger than that even. So we're going to go 50,000 three packs. 50,000 three packs, mm-hmm. which is wow. an obscene number. Like, <laughs> And I'm expecting you've got a couple of things going on here. One, they know they can sell them, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least they're confident mm-hmm. they can sell them because this, like... Uh, nice guy like raven's wing like byline these are general interest like a lot of my friends have bought these like jason snell bought a pack of these and jason never uses pens right because right. he's a space guy right. um but the other thing is i'm assuming all of the extras that they've done have kind of restricted them from a cost perspective right so they've had to increase the pack size to get their costs down so they're able to sell them at the uh, at the same or close enough, I guess, mm-hmm. on the profit margins. So that'd be my expectation. It's those two things. It's one, they would they need to to do a larger run so they can make it up in volume. But mm-hmm. then the other is they 
are probably very confident that they will sell these and i expect them to be sold out within the next two weeks for sure oh no way you don't think so? zero zero percent chance they'll sell out in two weeks okay well yeah we'll, see. we'll come back i'll to put that, some then, shall we? i'll put some jelly beans on that all right yeah they will sell out though if you would have said two months, they will absolutely yeah, sell out. But I think, I think I it's two have, months, not two weeks. I think I may have weeks. gotten a bit excited with two weeks, but they're going to sell out quickly. They'll sell out <laughs> they quickly. Will s- How about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I wanted to point out the Coastal Edition that you brought up because I think these are the these are a perfect comparison. And what's interesting is that these two really high end editions for them, like you know, there there's always variance in each release on you know the not the quality, but necessarily like the technical, the ambition, aspects, right? Like the, how how they seem to go like um, in in peaks and valleys, right? Where yeah. like they'll do something like that is bonkers, and then they'll do something that's a little bit more chill. Like maybe it's some cool colors, but standard mm-hmm. craft, and it, maybe it's got some interesting print on the inside or something like that, right? They they right. tend to flip flop, which makes sense because how much you know you can't be pedal to the metal constantly, right? So that's what is impressive one about these last two releases i think coastal is not anywhere near my favorite like yours but it's one of the most technically impressive editions Mm -hmm. right and then this is a the best story one of the best story editions that they've done you know just from a from a branding story on what field notes is having those two editions back to back um i think bodes well for the future of the of the brand I would agree. I mean, I think that there's also an element of like you you never want to put too much stock into it in case it was like, you know, because what's probably what probably has happened is they've been working on three missions for like a year and they finally got it ready so they put it out. I I bet it's more than a year. I yeah, guarantee. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this has yep. been something that's been in the works for a long time and now it's ready so they've done it. But I right. would also, you know, I would hazard a guess that the price increase that they made something like a year ago enables mm-hmm. them to be more ambitious. So, mm-hmm. you know what? So, like, I would expect that there is a, there's a couple of things going on there, but I would I would have assumed that if they would never have increased that price, we never would have gotten these two editions back to back, if at all. Right? Agree completely. Agree completely. But yeah, I am super pumped about this one because look, I love it when they're firing on all cylinders. Right? That's why we love this company because. They are able to tell stories through stationery in a way that so few companies are able to do, right? And mm-hmm. we were talking about this last time. Like Blackwing is is getting there, like it's kind of there, mm-hmm. right? Like they are they are coming up with these interesting ideas and like are able to build up excitement because they are, can tell stories through their products. Right. So many companies have tried to do this, but like in my opinion, there is field notes are so far away, like. They are untouchable in this mm-hmm. regard. Like no one can tell a story like they can, and eventually right. companies will get there, right? Because they've had a head start. But like this yeah. is a, a perfect example of why, over the course of this show, we spent so much time talking about them mm-hmm. because they're able to do this. So, yep. hats off to them. Hats off, love it. Wonderful edition. Um, I can't wait to get it in hand. I I, miss, I I guess I should get it probably in the next few days. So uh, we'll see. I, I'm looking forward to it. I will uh, uh, yeah. crack these open immediately and get to using them. I'm really hoping that mine come by next episode. It's possible, mm-hmm. right? Like because mm-hmm. they told me it was shipping like nearly two weeks ago. So yeah, you know, I, I know that they try and stagger it out as much as they can. 
Yeah, this might be one we just have to follow up on when we both get them and get to use them and open them up. It's I think it's that good of an addition, and it's just going to be one of those anchor additions in the in the history of the brand. So I think it's great. While we're talking about field notes, actually, let me go on a slight diversion. So um, mm-hmm. get married soon, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. And I've made my decision that I'm going to write my vows into a field notes notebook. Mm-hmm. Nice. So when I'm reading my vows, and I'm not sure which one. Yeah. Adina, she's doing it too, and she knocked out of the park. She's going to use, um, what were the wooden ones called? Um, shelter wood. Shelter wood. She's going to use a shelter wood. It's like, oh, darn it. You, that's a really good one. Right? Like, because that's just going to look real classy, you know, like standing there, like in the pictures and stuff. And I just haven't worked out which one yet. And I'm mentioning this because this is something that I'll follow up on either mm. uh, over the next week or two or after the wedding so she say like we're doing a couple more episodes then i'm going to be away for a few weeks um and brad's going to have some guests because i'm going on a honeymoon mm-hmm. um but i'll i'll if i've made my decision by next time i'll let you know next time or it will be you know sometime in the future but uh I've, i'm kind of narrowing it down to a few right like i'm thinking maybe i might go with like the orange and black draplum one that came with okay. the book Mm-hmm. Or, like, a lot of our wedding colors are, like, pinks and blues. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about, like, Unexposed. Yeah. <laughs> because there's, there's, like, a couple of books that mix pink and blue, but, like, they're super vibrant. I need to... I'm also thinking now, like, maybe I go with... I thought, oh, maybe I could use the roastery one, like, the wooden roastery one, but I think it's too big. I want to go for yeah. a, a smaller one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, still tr- I'm still knocking it around, but... um. Um, I, I think it will be. I want to write it down on something, and field notes feels right to me. You know, like yep. it just feels like it works, and I think it will be. It'll be even cuter considering we both are using them now. Like <laughs> I didn't know Adina was going to do it, but I didn't. We're not going to use our phones, right? Like that's just right. that's just not good. And then it's, right. it was either a notebook or index cards, and I figured a notebook felt felt right to me. So yeah, and field notes was the obvious one because it's small. And I love them, and I've got a million of them. So putting them to good use would be a, would be a good idea. So I haven't worked out which one I'm going to use yet, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'll let you know once I've made my decision. Yeah, that's fantastic. I can't wait to see which one you pick. All right, should we take a break? Yes, let's do it. All right, I want to thank Mac Weldon for their support of this show. Mac Weldon make the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you're ever going to wear. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Trust me on this. Like, I absolutely adore all of my Mac Weldon stuff. Um, I got like a bunch when I was in uh, San Jose. I had a bunch of stuff delivered to me. I got like six new pairs of underpants. I got a brand new pair of their sweatpants, which is just like the greatest thing ever because I want to be nice and nice and fresh, you know, get a fresh pair for when we go on a honeymoon because that's what I'll be wearing when I'm on the plane. Um, and I also bought myself some, some of their swim shorts as well for the beach, mm-hmm. you know, like they just do such great stuff. I absolutely love Mac Weldon's clothing and they're so confident that the quality is going to be right for you that they have a no questions asked return policy. Mac Weldon are so sure that you're going to be super comfortable in whatever you buy. If you don't like your first pair, they will refund you no questions asked and you just keep it. 
don't send it back to them. They don't want your used underwear. Like, you just keep it and they'll refund you. <laughs> Mac Weldon pair premium fabrics with meticulous attention to detail and couple it all together with a simple shopping experience. Mac Weldon delivers a level of a new level of daily comfort right to your door. They make undershirts that stay tucked, socks that stay up, and waistbands that don't roll. Everything they make is with premium cotton blended with natural fibers. Mac Weldon also have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor, which is some cool science stuff. Macwana's underwear, socks, and shirts look good and perform well too. They're good for whatever you want to do in your daily life. And listeners of this show can get 20% off with their first order at macweldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. So get 20% off just by using the code PENADDICT at checkout. It's all one word. 20% off with the code PENADDICT at macweldon.com. Thank you so much to Macweldon for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I wonder if Mr. Jeff Brookwicky will be rocking his Mac Weldon on the way to the St. Louis Pen Show this weekend because he's going to be there leaving tomorrow. I can't believe it's uh it's Pen Show time again, Michael. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, there's something about this where like uh, I, I I heard you say uh, one of your Twitch streams, which we'll talk about in a minute, that you were helping pack mm-hmm. him up. There's almost mm-hmm. like a like first day of school kind of vibe to this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you're like. You got him already, got his backpacks, you got him his lunch, and you're sending him off. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> so that that is, he was he was nervous for about a second, you know, um, when he decided to go. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to need your help on, you know, how to do this. I'm like, yeah, I got you. We got, we got this. I was like, you're, you're good to go. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Then that was it. Like, yeah, so I can so- imagine it is a nerve-wracking experience, right? Like anything where if you've done something a certain way multiple times and then it's mm-hmm. being changed significantly, like, you know, you two have always been there together at these things. And mm-hmm. if he's gone on his own, it's like, what about everything that Brad does? Like, who's going right. to do that, right? I, I get right. it. I totally get it. Yeah. So he's good to go. He'll be there. We actually got a better table now. We were kind of like the last table squeezed in the exterior hallway mm-hmm. and then someone had to back out at the last minute and there's an inside main ballroom against the wall table now so we've upgraded our table so nice find find jeff in the room now instead of uh hovering around the outside uh and we also got a, a room at the hotel because uh someone hooked us up so well had an extra room um so yeah it's it's lining up perfectly jeff will be in late thursday be ready to sell Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, I look forward to just what this show is going to be like overall. I think it's going to be good, but, you know, as with any new show, we'll we'll see. But I don't know any show that has put as much into, like, the, the effort of getting the word out as the St. Louis show has. So we'll see if it's uh, how it uh, how it stacks up. But uh, I definitely want to hear from you all. If you all go to the St. Louis Pen Show this weekend, let me know. Shoot me some tweets. Send me some messages, emails. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you had fun. Let me know what you bought. So it should be pretty cool. Related to the show, we got an Ask TPA question that I thought was really good and timely. It's from our friend Claire. She says, in the last few months, I've heard more and more people say I'm going to pick up X Vintage Pen at Y Vintage Vendor at Z Pen Show. Are you finding that some of the vintage vendors are starting to get more of a following? And I'd say absolutely. Um People like ourselves who may be new in the vintage pen market, we're looking for 
comfort and safety when we make a purchase, right? So it can be intimidating. It can be scary to buy vintage pens mm -hmm. because you don't have as much information. The pens aren't coming new in a box like your new pilot pen might be. So there's a lot more questions and a lot less knowledge that you may personally have. So as a community, as an online community in general, we've started to share information on where we find things that, you know, that are good quality or vendors we've had good experiences with. And I do think that the vendors who embrace not necessarily this generation, but just embrace the openness and sharing of information and helpful nature, those are the ones whose names end up getting repeated by our friends on in the online world, and then that's who you want to seek out when you go to a pen show. So, um, you know, people like Paul Arano, um, you know, has definitely been, you know, helpful in this regard, and he will talk to anyone about pens and vintage pens and help you out. And, you know, there's, gosh, I don't know, there's probably a list of vintage vendors like that are the most helpful. I don't want to say anyone's not helpful, but you know, you know, there's certainly favorites in, in this category. So, you know, and then we have people in our community, community like Jessica Coles, who sells Estherbrook, who's going to be one of the guests while you're gone, Mike. Oh, awesome. Um, so she's going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks and we're going to talk about just vintage pins and vintage pins selling at a show and being you know a younger female in an older male world so that's mm. going to be a really good episode that i'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that but she focuses on vintage esterbrook like that's her thing i mean she has lots of vintage pins but she's known for her esterbrook so once you start building that relationship and building that rapport word word travels fast so some of the vintage vendors are getting a following and they're going to be the ones who are going to be the most successful, at least in our market. Now, the other ones who, you know, who don't necessarily, you know, have the, the time of day for some of us, you know, that's okay too. We'll just move on to the next one. There's always going to be someone else. So that's the thing about vintage pens is there's a lot of them. So mm -hmm. you can find what you want um, in multiple places usually. So I think that's a really good question. And I think we're starting to see, that um you know play out in the in the real world here and that was one of the things i mentioned when we were talking about the future of the industry i think there's a huge opportunity in vintage um as long as you know you can you know um kind of bring those products into a more modern setting and that setting requires you know information and it requires patience and compassion with the people you're working with so it's uh it's only going to get better and more refined as the years go. At least I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm excited to hear that episode too. I, 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 that's going to be a good one. So that's one to look out for. Yep. Um, yep. I mentioned that you were streaming and boy, oh boy, does Brad Dowdy stream. He doesn't stop <laughs> is what happens. You've been over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You've been streaming stuff like basically every day for the last week or something. Um, yeah. And in a way that I can't fully understand, but I know because I do this stuff a lot, I've watched, I've yeah, I've just happened to catch some of the stuff, and I've just had you on in the mm -hmm. background for like hours mm -hmm. at a time. Yeah, 
Um, it's working really good, man. I, I think that you're doing a really good job of it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have any direction <laughs> necessarily yet. And the reason why I've been streaming a lot is twofold. One, there's some construction going on at my house, so I don't want to be there. So I stream from not at my house. I stream from Studio B, which has amazing internet. And that's where all my streaming stuff set up. So I haven't been home. I've been over here in, in Studio B primarily um, because my my house is a wreck right now. So that's been one reason. Well, if I'm here, I'll just turn on the stream. Mm-hmm. And the second reason is I want to get past the affiliate hump. And in Twitch, you get more um, tools to use in the background, like lesser delay and different things like that. You get more uh, better amenities, if you will, on your tri- during your Twitch stream. And one of the things you have to do is, um, I forget, I don't know if it's seven or 10 unique days and 30 to to get affiliate is the last thing I have to do. So I'm just trying to get all my individual days in so I can um, apply for affiliate and get the the extra tools for the stream. And three is it's fun and I'm trying to figure it out. So like what you're saying is like I'm all over the place. Like I'm going to have dedicated stationary streams. And those are the ones where I, I pop up the big uh, <laughs> the big pin addict overlay. And those are the ones I upload to YouTube. So the next one's going to be Thursday. I haven't published the time yet. I think it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern time again. And we're going to do fountain pen cleaning. So, I want to give you a little Twitch tip here. At some point, mm-hmm. I need to impart to you the wisdom that I've learned over the last month or two. Mm-hmm. There's a thing in, in Twitch called events mm-hmm. where you can schedule an event. So mm-hmm. for your big episodes like this, you can go in and say like what it's going to be. You can set a custom artwork and a time, and then people can like add it to their calendar or add reminders for the specific events that you're going to do. So when oh, nice. you're doing an episode of what you're referring to as like the pen addict, not just uh, like I'm playing hanging video out. games or I'm just yeah. hanging out. So you can yeah. set those in advance as like events that people can can go and watch right i mean they're, yeah. they're streaming the exact same way but it gives people like and as well you can share that link right so yeah. when you're saying like oh hey i'm going to be doing this you just the link to share so that's a good little feature for you yeah better scheduling mm-hmm. so yeah so, you know i'm still trying to the other reason why i'm streaming all the time is i'm trying to figure out all the buttons yeah <laughs> you know, i'm trying lot. to figure out what i want the stream to be how i want it to look um you know what's what's good out there and since i'm not at home as much this week and I have work to do. Well, if I'm sitting in front of my computer, I might as well turn on the camera. And that's what ended up happening a lot this week. That won't necessarily happen a bunch in the future, but it will. I mean, I have work days where I just sit and work for hours. I might as well turn on the stream and chat with people like it's fun. And like, that's what people were saying, what you did. They're like, I just put it on in the background. And, you know, if I hear something interesting, I'll just jump in and say something. But, you know, it's uh, uh, hearing a, a familiar voice in your ear. It's soothing. And then... I like to play video games, so if I'm going to play a game and I'm not at my house, well, I'll just throw on the stream here and goof around. So, you know, it's been fun. I'm trying to figure it out. I I really enjoyed it. The feedback's been great, and, you know, I just want to keep getting better and, you know, giving more uh, to the community that follows, giving them more things to do, like we've been doing polls in the chat room and having fun and doing things like that, so... It's been fun, and I will uh, continue to get uh, to continue to work on it and get better at it. Twitch.tv slash panaddict. Go and follow. Um, and then when Brad hits affiliate, go and subscribe too. That would be my recommendation to you. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We need an intervention, Mike. 
a pintervention, if what you will. You well, it's not what I did. It's what our good friends at Bung Box are doing to us in Sailor. Sailor has been like the most impressive, aggressive <laughs> special edition maker on the planet. And our favorite vendor, uh, Bungu Box, has this edition called Fujiyama Blue. Mike, did you see this before I put the link in the show notes? Yeah, man, because I, for my sins, followed the Bung Box uh, <laughs> Instagram. So I see all of these things pop up mm-hmm. in front of me on a extremely frequent basis. Yeah, so this is one of the <laughs> finer examples of uh, Bung Box I mean, pins that, that they've green made. That one, though, as well, was stunning. The uh, Suyuhikari, I think. I, I don't know if that, that was right, but that sounded pretty good. I butchered that, I'm sorry. But um, that was just another incredible one. And these are all the nibs. They all say Ink Tells More on them. So it's, it's obviously mm. some kind of some kind of series or, or long-term collaboration, I would expect. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So I, I, I just wanted to put this in, number one, because I adore it. Number two... I'm not going to buy it. Uh, I say that, but I, I don't see how I, I like I've spent too much on pins recently, but there's always something new and nice that comes out. And this brings up a question that popped up yesterday when we were talking about Ask TPA from our good friend, Rebecca. She says, have you ever maybe for a split second wished you could go back to being happy with a mole skein in a G2 before perhaps feeling like the constant desire for more, better, cooler stuff is the opposite of happiness. So she has some good hashtags in here. Hashtag asking for a friend. Not really. Hashtag emo. I love that. I love it. I love her. Um, so I wanted to talk about this for a second as it relates, like, the you know, putting in this bunk box link in the uh, show notes. This is mm. the perfect timing to, to answer this question. So I'm going to take, I'm going to break this down a little bit. So do you wish you could go back to being happy with a Moleskine in G2? The answer to that is no. Because before I was ever a blogger, I was never happy with what I was using. And I was always on the search for something better. So if I didn't like, if the, if I, I don't think I ever thought like, this is me personally. I, I, she's not saying me personally. She's saying in general terms. In general terms, yeah, I agree with her. But in specific terms, I was always looking for the next thing. And this was when I was a kid, when I was in high school, college, in the business world. I was always looking for the next thing and actually that made me happy um trying to find the next pen the difference was at the time that next pen cost three dollars right i wasn't into the fountain pens and the higher end pen stuff so it was much easier to manage and you know just uh better on the pocketbook so do i wish i could go back to that day i still say no yeah because basically what 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 the question is implying and i understand Mm -hmm. where it's coming from is that we didn't have this problem before we knew about sailor but Mm -hmm. that wasn't the case i was just looking for Mm -hmm. new moleskins or whatever right like right i was always looking for stuff i was always trying to find something but if anything it was maybe frustrating in a different way because i didn't know what i was looking for or where to get it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's one part of the question, but I think the second part is really more important is mm-hmm. the feeling, the constant desire for more, better, cooler stuff is the opposite of happiness. And I do agree with that sentiment. Mm-hmm. There is a balance to be had in everything, right? And, you know, I don't ever, and we've preached this from the beginning, is we don't ever 
want anyone to overextend, to make bad purchasing decisions, to make rash decisions with their money. Like I'm very concerned about, you know, like on one hand, I talk about, man, look at this limited edition bunk box. I want it. And then on the other hand, you know, telling people to, you know, manage their money <laughs> well, right? Everyone's an individual. Everyone has different likes, desires, ways and means. And I just never want to see anyone get in trouble with making purchases that really aren't necessary. You could be happy with the Moleskine and a G2 and you have a place here in the pen addict community. You know, if those are your your um those of your tools or choice and you love them you should be extraordinarily happy with those things especially you know? when it's not even just the like forget about those two things there's so much at the low end price wise mm-hmm. or like low to middle you know like 20 mm-hmm. 30 dollars there's so much good stuff there that like and we i think we, we you know we don't i don't think it's equal but we spend a, a quite a bit of time devoted to those things where possible right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and we have some examples of that later on right like there's a couple of products that are cheap or probably will be cheap or on the cheaper mm. side but we mm. also balance it out by talking about pens that cost 300 and maybe 900 you know i mean like there is a sure. balance to it but you don't need to be in this top range if you don't want to be there's more yeah. than enough good stuff in the in in the lower price range lower price ranges yep yep and like i mean today and I, I'm y'all probably sick of hearing me say this. I get as much enjoyment out of a $3 gel ink pen as I do a $300 fountain pen. I'm using uh, the Uniball Signo 307 today. I found what, what made me happy about it was I did find a special edition of it. It still cost me $3 a pen, but I got this all white edition. That's a 0.38 millimeter and I'm using it today and I absolutely love that pen. So I can be happy with, with anything, but I do, you know, I do, I do love all kinds of things, but I do, you know, try to, I never want to keep up with the Joneses. Um, that's never a good place to be. So just be careful and, uh, you know, research what you, what appeals to you and buy what you love. So I do want to add something to that though, right as well, which Mm -hmm. I mean, I I understand the conceit of this. and, And I also imagine that, um, Rebecca's asking this question. She's being a little tongue-in-cheek of it anyway, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not kind of like saying this to her directly, but just mm-hmm. in general. I wouldn't be happy if I wasn't curious in the way mm-hmm. that I am. Like, mm-hmm. it's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I know this is kind of silly, but I've built a career based upon my curiosity and dissatisfaction with what I currently have. Like, I've built mm-hmm. a career based upon the fact, and so have you, right? that I always want something more. Like, I'm in the pursuit of something cooler, but it's it's not, at least I feel for me, it is not because I have an emptiness. Right. Right? It's just that I love to find new cool things. Like, it's just how I am. But I don't think it's based upon a, a level of dissatisfaction. There are times when I'm like that, but I don't feel that way. Like I am so satisfied with my pen collection. Like, if I never bought another pen, I would be happy for the rest of my life because I have right. so much cool stuff now. Like, it's all so good. Like, I'd be good. I'd be fine with it. I'm not buying new stuff because I feel like my life's going to change when I use it. I'm buying new stuff because 
there's stuff out there that I think is really fun and cool and I would like mm-hmm. to see what it's like and, and I would like it just because it's cool not because it's like oh now my life's going to change because I own this mm-hmm. new X pen like this new Bung Box Fujiyama Blue I really right. want that pen I'm not going to buy it right I mean I've right. been through that I'm not I'm, and the main reason I don't buy these is because they're, it's such an event to try and get to try and buy these outside of <laughs> right like you know outside of asia like it is such an event to try and get one but i will do it again i know there's going to be one at some point like i'm sure. going to be far enough away from the ordeal that was buying my pink love that i will buy that i would do it i will get another <laughs> one um but i do this because i enjoy it it's fun for me mm-hmm. i don't feel like i am trying to be happy because you know like i it's right. it's not in pursuit of happiness because right. that this isn't it right it makes me happier to have fun stuff but right. i'm not buying to fill a hole right so you know so, i but yeah. i get i get the point and if you are buying because you feel some kind of level of uh, emptiness in your life don't do that and speak mm-hmm. to someone about it would probably mm-hmm. be my uh my advice because yeah. that, that's not a great way to be yep so all right. We talk should about we, this all the time. Yeah. Should, we take, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's okay. see, we, we can move on from this then. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. Over 3 million people have made the switch to Harry's because they are all about a great shave at a fair price. The founders of Harry's created the company because they wanted to create a product that was excellent quality and wasn't overpriced. They know that a great shave comes down to having great blades. That's what it's all about. You want sharp, durable steel that lasts and that you can replace frequently. That's what makes a great shave. But to be able to do that, for you to be able to replace your blade more frequently, they need to be cheaper. And that's why Harry's offers high-quality blades at half the price that you'll see each, uh, elsewhere. You pay just $2 per blade. They deliver to you one perfect razor at an amazing price. Harry's own their own factory. It's a factory in Germany that's been making high-quality blades for over 95 years. And they are so confident of how good their products are, they offer a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days of purchase, and they'll give you a full refund. So, Brad, tell me something about your love for Harry's. So, I have two things today. Okay. Number one, well, it looks like it's going to be three things now. Um, Number one, did you see the Pride set that they did? I've not seen the Pride set. It's amazing. I just put it in my shopping cart right now. Oh, damn. Um, That looks good. It looks really good. So, um, number one, someone showed me that this weekend. I was like, wow, that's amazing. I love this webpage so much. (laughs) There's so much great stuff happening. I'm going to put it in our show notes. They haven't asked us to do this, but it's in there. Like, you should probably look at this. It's incredible. (laughs) Number two, I have to reconsider going on the blade subscription plan because my daughter is getting older and steals all my razor blades now. Uh Um, I went to get a new blade out and noticed that my little... The little plastic box that the blade comes comes in was uh-huh. empty. Like it, she didn't throw that away as you know, uh, preteen kids, kids, kids do. do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she took the last blade, threw the box back in. So I thought I had more blades. So I've now ordered an eight pack of blades. Uh, that is in my cart as you were, uh, as you were talking. And then something interesting happened on the way to the checkout, Mike. This this is not this was not planned. This was nothing that we've we've talked about before 
So I put in the eight pack of blades is $16. The shave with pride sets $25. I got an opportunity to add a mystery item into my order for $5. And my answer was, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I clicked off the screen. So I can't explain what it, what the, what it said, but now I have a mystery item. They said this is not something, it basically said this is not something we sell, but we want to send it to you. Um, it's going to be pretty cool kind of thing. I was like, huh. well, that's interesting. So now I have a mystery item in my cart. So I will uh, check out, and by the time Harry sponsors us again, we'll know what my mystery item is. Um, they can leave everyone on the edge of their seat. Harry stands behind <laughs> the quality of their blades. They know that switching razors isn't an easy decision to make, so they created a trial offer for listeners of this show. You can get yourself a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you're going to need for a close, comfortable shave, including a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades of a lubricating trimmer trip and, tr- and uh, trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover as well. Just go right now to Harry's com slash penaddict that's h-a-r-r-y-s dot com slash penaddict and you can redeem this special offer and just let them know that we sent you thanks to harry's for their support of this show and relay fm so i'm i'm checking out here my mm-hmm. shipping is free so that's uh that. that's very good you get You've free shipping ding 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 winner across the board yeah across across the board also yeah, so uh, I will continue to b- with payment after we uh, after we finish this show. Good idea. We have more. We have more stuff to talk mm-hmm. about, Mike. I put this in, even though we've talked about it before. The Pelican Suveron M815 Metal Stripe Edition. Mm-hmm. You have lusted over this pen. I've lusted over this pen. Neither one of us are probably going to buy this pen because it's very expensive. But this is going to be a blowout Pelican pen, in my humble opinion. Number one, it's the right size range. Number two, the looks. The trim is silver slash rhodium, whatever they're using. Yeah, rhodium plated. Um, oh, palladium. Uh, the strips are palladium plated brass. These metal barreled pelicans are always hot. We've talked about this before when they first came out, but I'm putting it in now because they're available. Our friends at Cult Pens have them in stock. They are, what is this, 475 pounds. Someone can do the math. It's probably 600 and something U.S. dollars, something like that, which is probably the going rate. But I just wanted to point this out because we've raved about this pen in the past, and it looks like it's starting to come available. It'd be a nice wedding pen for you, though, Mike. It's a good looker, I will say. It's a good looker. It really is. It's a good looker. So I want to talk. This is This is more up my alley. And... I've only read this article once, and I probably need to reread it because this could be hearsay. It could be not true. It could be something, but I'm going for it anyway because it sounds pretty good, and it looks like it came from a pretty good source. The title of this blog post on the Clumsy Penman's Ink Fusion site, which is one I subscribe to in my RSS reader, says Lamy Orange Ink. I didn't think twice about it. I figured it was like maybe the copper orange, you know, just the the previous special edition orange. But no, um, uh, Mateus got a sample from a friend that contained a box of Lamy cartridges of the orange ink variety. Just mm. orange, like not, you know, some fancy limited edition orange, just orange. And it looks great. 
I want this to be real. I think it's real, but I'm putting in the show notes and uh, hedging my bets just a little bit just because I'm not for sure. But the box sure looks real. The packaging looks real. <laughs> you know, it looks pretty amazing. Is so, this uh, expected to be a pre-release? Like, I have no earthly idea. Like, if they made an orange safari, I would die. Like, that would be it for me. Like, I don't know what this is. This just a standard ink color they're adding to the line. Are they pairing it with something else? I don't have any answers. So the pack when this is going to so be available. On, nothing on, in this blog post. It says the pack of cartridges looks fairly similar at the front, which may be confusing. But at the back, the orange one is mentioning this ink is not for sale. So maybe it was part of like a pack at some point. Oh, OK. I missed that. Hmm. Interesting. So now maybe I'm somebody knows, curious. like maybe someone out there like can point to when this existed. So maybe this know. is an old, maybe this is an old thing. Maybe it's an old thing. It was just given to people, but mm-hmm. Lamy needs to come up with this ink and an orange safari next year. So let's put that on the books for 2019. Lamy, you, you played yourself this year with that black pen. No one wants that. Um, you can, you can correct you can write all wrongs if you come out with this orange ink and an orange safari next year. It'll be game over for Team AL Star if this happens. Speaking about color, the Sailor Fountain Pen converters. Colored Sailor Fountain Pen converters. What is this all about? <laughs> I put this in because it's a silly thing I got from Jet Pens recently. So it's two things. Number one, Sailor converters are generally known as the worst converters out of the big fountain pen players, you know, uh, pilots aren't great. Platinums I think are really good. Um, you know, any of the standard international converters are generally pretty good. Sailors converters are generally trash. They don't hold a lot of ink. I find. Oh no, they don't hold a lot of ink. They're wonky. And, uh, this makes them a little bit more fun <laughs> to use, yep. even though there's already a, a um, you know, something neat to do, you know, with something that's going to be bad anyway. And they're expensive, but I like that these converters are doing different things. Like Platinum has like some of the, uh, the painted converters. Like I like those. I don't know. I just wanted to point these out because now I can have my demonstrator pins. Like I ordered a purple one and a, it's, I think it's called yellow green. It looks like a lime green. Yeah. So it looks, it looks pretty cool. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, they're good looking. Yeah. Chat room's going crazy at you right now, by the way. You're aware of this. Oh, yeah? Why? No, I'm not. not. They're saying that this Lamy ink already exists. Where? It's it's just in cartridge form. This is what they're saying. Everyone's everyone's going crazy at you. I have never seen this ink. I'm digging around. Can someone link me the orange Lamy ink? Yeah, this is the thing. Like People are saying that it exists. But I've while we've been talking, I've been poking around for it. I can't yeah. find it. Yeah, and like Mike's saying, you know, there's already an orange AL Star and orange Safari. Yeah, that's never stopped them in the past from remaking something. Mm-hmm. They're just limited editions from the past. I mean, yeah, because they they've done it. Yeah, like they've reused. Lamy does blues. this all the time. Yeah, and the orange AL Star was called a uh, copper orange, and the ink is uh, copper orange ink. It's different ink. Mm-hmm. So if anyone can come up with an orange Lamy ink. Which is not copper orange. Which is not copper orange. I'll buy it today. Send me a link. Because I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, I mean, 
you know, I, it's never been above Lamy to to just reissue something again. They did the orange. They did an orange uh, safari. They did an orange uh, with a red clip safari. Um, I don't see any ink with them. So y'all shoot me a link if you see this for sale online, and I'll buy it. Like not not aftermarket, like current market. I'm not paying like eBay prices for something, you know, that was limited and and not available now. But if this is a current ink, yeah, hit me up. I'll buy it. I'll buy this too, Mike. Even though hmm. this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for science, right? So yeah. we got right before the show, we started getting links from uh, Sonny in the Slack room. And Slack was down at the time where I was trying to get this link. But Sonny is a is a distributor in Singapore, uh, Straits Pins. And a lot of you who have been to pen shows know Sonny and know Straits Pins. And he's a Tw- Twisby. I don't know if he's actual distributor of Twisby, but, you know, he's, you know, in the in the fountain pen world. And he got a video from Twisby directly call for a product called the Twisby Go. So I want you to stop your podcast here, go in the show notes, and click on the link that we're going to provide to this video, and come back and listen to the rest of the commentary about this product. All right, so you're back now. Mm-hmm. Are you still dancing, Mike? Because I'm still dancing a great, little bit. Just really great music to to help set the the scene i guess for the twisby go yeah <laughs> so let me try to explain what this is it's not a piston filler so okay it's a demonstrator say take picture the eco for those mm-hmm. of you who couldn't watch the video right now picture a clear barreled eco but kind of thinner it almost looks like a platinum platinum preppyish size it looks a little bit thinner than the eco about the same length and in the barrel section, there's this spring-loaded filling system, like literal spring. Like you see the spring, and I'm not talking about a spring like on the end of a ballpoint pen where you have just the little little tiny spring that's engaging the refill. This is like half the length of the barrel spring to fill up the, to help to use as the filling system for this pen. It is extraordinarily ugly. <laughs> I think I'm being kind just in, in my perspective, but it could be cool if this is a low end price point pen. Like I could see this being like a fun pen to have. It's got to be priced less than the Eco, right? What do you think about this pen? It has to be cheap. Right. Like This has to be low end because you couldn't sell this pen looking the way that it does because it looks like if MacGyver built a piston filler, this (laughs) is how it would come out. It is a very interesting idea. And if it is a cheap pen, and I'm hoping that this is a cheaper than Eco, like this thing is like $20, $15 or something, right? Mm -hmm. It would be game changing because this would be the example that you could give to people and be like, you are you interested in getting into fountain pen inks, right? Like you want right. to get into that world. Here is the pen for you. Mm-hmm. It's like a super. It's got a fun mechanism that you can get nicer ones of in the future. But it is a super easy way to like cleanly fill a fountain pen and go for it. Like doesn't look like it has a very big uh, ink reservoir. <laughs> well, because half the pen is a spring. It's a spring, right? So again, it's like another reason why I think it's cheap, right? Because it would be on the cheaper side because 
this would be a very it's a weird pen to sell to people, but it would be a great like ink testing pen as well. Um, I think that it looks very fun, but I I don't know about it. Like it's with all Lamy, with all Twisby stuff, all we have is like a, a video right now. There's like no information, no idea when it's going to market. No idea if it's ever going to go to market. No idea what the price will be. Nothing. No nothing. Right. So that's always part two of any new Twisby conversation is does this exist? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have time to get all the information beforehand. I haven't talked to Sonny. Um, but, I mean, Sonny, I, I trust what Sonny says. But he just provide, he didn't provide any details on the pin. He just provided, hey, Twisby sent me this video of this pin, not here's the release date, here's the price point, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be Twisby Vaporware, like, you know, some of their bamboo pens or some of the cool stuff they post on Facebook, which is fine. Like, I like them playing around with this stuff. But yeah, this has to, um, this has to come in sub $20, I'm thinking. I I, ho- oh, I, I should say I hope. I don't think it has to, but I would hope that this comes in as a sub $20 pen, and I think it would do well. I think I think it has to. I don't think you can yeah. judge you could charge more than 20 for this right like because it's a cool looking pen it's not a good looking pen Mm -hmm. right like it's it's cool in its functionality but like a huge spring like that with a big plastic (laughs) like piston is not good it's not good looking you know yeah it's like well but if you make the uh if you make a solid color barrel to where you can't see it is it cool anymore right then they don't sell any probably like exactly oh that that, but that's what i'm saying right that's the cool part like the cool part is that it's like super weird but <laughs> you know it's not attractive in the traditional sense yeah yes you know? yes 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 it reminds me of like uh a larger platinum preppy with like more bells and whistles like that's yeah. what it looks like to me and that's the market that this one is probably aiming at right and and that would be the right kind of idea that it's going for that market like twisby is potentially looking to here over the last two major pen releases to mm-hmm. establish themselves as the low end player as well. Right. Right. So that's good. I mean, I I'm y'all know I'm a Twisby fan. I know not everyone likes them for valid reasons, but uh I'm I'm a big Twisby fan. I will be all over this the moment it releases and I'll be giggling oh, all I will the way home immediately. Like, <laughs> because it's you I want to see it. I want to see I want to try it. I want to see it because as well, I mean, I I would love to be able to have a pen like this that I could recommend to people. Right. Like that, that, that's, you know, it's kind of perfect. Like sometimes really, I'm interested I, in getting into fountain pens. What should I do? It's like, go to this website and pick literally any ink that interests you, buy a bottle <laughs> of it and then buy one of these. No, buy the Twisby Eco. It'll be worth the five or 10 extra dollars. <laughs> you don't know that. You know, yeah, like, we do. don't know. We don't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, good. I mean, yeah. I expect no. yes, but like, <laughs> it's like, it's this, it's a good it just it's just like another like I don't know. And plus as well, I think that this is more to I reckon to a to someone who's getting into it, something like this would be more exciting to use. Like it'd be more fun and weird to use than an eco. Oh my kids would love this, right? And then that's a way to less as well. If that's a way to get them into uh fountain pens by, you know, seeing how this stuff works, absolutely mm-hmm. I'm all about it. So But like this mechanism looks way less prone to becoming faulty. Because it's just a huge not, spring as opposed yeah, to twisting parts of the piston. You're talking about um, build quality and Twisby in the same sentence. We're going to have to wait and see. Yes. They've done better. They've The Eco has had no problems for me, but let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. 
<laughs> on that note, Michael, mm-hmm. we should probably wrap this week up because we have a plethora of Ask TPA, lots of good questions. Mm-hmm. But we have two shows to record next week. We do. And we'll do a full Ask TPA show. How about that? And we'll save all these right. questions and we'll protect, we'll uh, uh, get more for next week. Yeah, so if you uh, have any questions, please tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. Any questions of any kind, just send them in to us. mm -hmm. Or if you're in the Pen Addict Slack, you can ask them there as well, and Brad will collect those up. Um, But but tweeting them really is the best way to do it because they get collected into a sheet. Nobody needs to actively save them, right? So so tweeting with the hashtag AskTPA is great for that. Um, We really enjoy that, and it's very helpful to us. If you want to catch Brad online, oh boy, there are a lot of places. You can Mm. go to Twitter. He is at Dowdyism. He is Penaddict on Instagram, and you can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict, or you can go to penaddict.com on knock.co as well. All the great places. Um, You can find me on Twitter. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. If you want to find our show notes for this week, which have a bunch of links, including that video to the Twisby Go, in case uh, in case you need to get to those, <laughs> relay.fm slash penaddict slash 314. But they should hopefully show uh, in your podcast app of choice, but I know that not not every app shows show notes, so you can there's always there's always stuff there on uh, on our website at relay.fm. Um, thanks again to our wonderful sponsors this week, the great folk over at Mac Walden and Harry's. Um, And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.